0: Live. I will bless the Lord At all times His praise Shall continually Be in my mouth I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continue worldly. his praise shall continue worldly. his praise shall Continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all, all times. His praise shall. Continually his praise Shall continue his praise Shall continually be in my mouth
1: Amen, amen God bless you children of oh God I do greet each of you in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters in Kenston, North Carolina USA. And I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Living the Word where sound doctrine is brought. To the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world, we bring you all greetings from the great country of Nigeria to Lagos, where Jesus Christ is Lord, and besides Him, there is none other. We pray that this broadcast is finding you blessed and highly favored. We thank God for another day, another opportunity to study his word. I encourage you, child of God, wherever you may be and whatever you may be experiencing, take time out every day to study God's word, to search God's scripture. God has something to say to us Just as our praises, as we sung earlier, should always be going up to God. God has always got something He wants to say to us, His little children. He's always trying to take us higher and further and deeper in Him. Uh, I encourage you, uh, be listening. Be attentive in the spirit as God is constantly talking and constantly uh, trying to get our attention, sharing things with us that will make our lives better, that will have us in a better mindset, a better uh, position as we hear from him. Uh, We're going to take a look at something the Lord was dealing with me on uh, early today uh, from Ecclesiastes 5th chapter. And a special focus on verse 19. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 19. Solomon wrote. Said moreover. When God gives someone wealth. And possessions. And the ability. To enjoy them. To accept. Their lot. And be happy in their toil. This. Is a gift. Of God. Moreover. Once again. When God gives someone wealth and possessions. And the ability to enjoy them. To accept their lot. And be happy. In their toil. This is a gift of God. We're going to work from a theme this morning to accept your lot in life, to accept your lot in life. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Heavenly Father. We bless your name. You are God, and besides you, there is none other. We thank you for another day added to our lives. We pray, Heavenly Father, for all of your people all over the world that uh, your blessings are continuing to flow in the lives of your people, that your word is continually being heard and acted upon. We ask, Father, that you forgive us all of our sin Continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness. May you bless us with a revelation or insight today that will help us understand you and your good, pleasing, and perfect will even better. Thank you, Lord, for all that you do, what we can see and much of what we cannot see. You have been good to us. We appreciate you. We appreciate your love and your kindness in our lives. Speak to us, Father, for your children, your servants. want to hear from you this morning that they might be blessed in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. Let God's people say amen. Accepting you lot in life. As we look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5, we see many topics that the writer shares with us. He opens up with the importance in verses 1 through 7. Of fulfilling your vow to God. And this, this is very important, you know, uh, for us, if we make a vow to God, we make a promise to God. It is very important for you and I to fulfill that vow. As we look at the last portion of verse six, God doesn't want to hear us come talking about my vow was a mistake. Why should be God be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands? Uh, If we promise God something, we promise God we're going to do something. We're going to go somewhere. We're going to offer something. We're going to give something. We need to fulfill our vows. And then the, the the writer goes down in verse eight and he reminds us of something that men and women, we need to be reminded of in this life. He reminds us that riches are meaningless. Uh, Solomon, who was a very wealthy individual, very blessed. But he understood that the attitude toward riches was more important than the riches themselves. And I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, to keep in mind That our attitude toward riches and I, I and I say our attitude toward riches, because you can have an attitude toward riches, whether you have riches or not. Look at verse 10. Solomon said, whoever loves money. In other words, Solomon said, look, the wrong attitude toward riches. The wrong attitude toward money. And I want to encourage the children of God. Under the sound of my voice today. That our attitude toward a thing is very important. You know, our attitude toward Christ can make the difference between us being saved for eternity and us being uh, sent to hell for eternity. Our attitude. It's not so much what we have or what we're experiencing or what we're going through as it is. And God wants us to understand that it is our attitude towards that thing. God's word and accepting God's word will help me and you maintain the proper attitude toward things. Individuals are dying. And going to hell because of the wrong attitude. The wrong attitude toward uh, God. Wrong attitude toward salvation. Wrong attitude toward life. God wants you and I to have the right attitude. Oftentimes the blessings of God. Come in an individual's life because of the proper attitude or the curses of God come in an individual's life because of an individual's attitude. My encouragement to you, child of God, strive for the right or the proper attitude here in verse 10, Solomon describes people. Doesn't say people have money, says people that love money because you can love money, whether you have money or not. In other words, you can have the wrong attitude toward money, whether you have money or not. This is the wrong loving money. Bible says that the, that 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 the love of money is the root of all evil. The love of money is the wrong attitude towards money. The love of money is an attitude that will bring the curses of God in an individual's life. Scripture says whoever loves money never has enough. So you say, Apostle, what are you saying to us? I want to encourage as many of you as are under the sound of my voice. Don't love money. We spend money. We use money. We thank God for money. We, we share money. But loving money is the wrong attitude. Loving money will cause the curses of God to rest on an individual's life. The, the Solomon said, Solomon said, whoever loves money. One of the curses, one of the manifestations of the curses of God in the life of an individual who loves money is that they never have enough. There are some of you under the sound of my voice, you never feel like you have enough money. Bills get paid or you still feel like something, something is missing. Your car payment, you still feel like something. That is a curse from God. When you when you love money, that is one of the ways that God punishes individuals that love money. They never feel like they have enough. We just finished watching in the news here on CNN about two uh, very wealthy personalities in the United States who committed suicide. Now, I don't know uh, what their reasons were for committing suicide, but oftentimes when there's a love of money in an individual's life, no matter how much they make, no matter how much they are blessed with, no matter how much they earn, they feel like the adversary has them feeling like they never have enough. My prayer for you. Under the sound of my voice is that God, that, that you will maintain the proper attitude toward money and that God will bless you with contentment, and that God will bless you with satisfaction with what you earn, what you have. Scripture says whoever loves money, they don't they don't get this. They don't receive this from God. What they receive is a feeling that they never have enough There are some people, no matter how much they earn if they're making one dollar a week, they don't feel like they have enough. If they're making ten dollars a week, they don't feel like they have enough. If they're making a hundred dollars a week, they don't feel like they have enough. If they're making a thousand dollars a week, they don't feel like they having enough. If they're making ten thousand dollars a week. They don't like they have enough and they they can be an NBA player that's making a salary of 52 million, which is approximately a million dollars a week. They with a million dollars a week, they still don't feel like they have enough. May God bless us with contentment. Well, may God bless us with the feeling that we have enough. I thank God today for the feeling. I don't have much, don't have much money, you know, compared to some. I have plenty compared to others, but I thank God for the feeling that I have enough. I'm satisfied with what I have. May God bless you with that contentment. And as well, Paul, I mean, the writer says, Solomon says, whoever loves money, they don't get that. They never have enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. I want to encourage you, child of God, don't get caught up in the spirit of this world. People that love wealth, love money, they're never satisfied. They never feel like they have enough. God will will bless you with a feeling that you have enough, with a feeling that you are satisfied with your income, whether you make much or whether you make little. There are some of you under the sound of my voice, you have not been blessed with the feeling of contentment, with the feeling that the wealth that God has given me, the money that God has given me, it's all right. It's all right. If you do not have That gift from God, my prayer for you is that you ask God for it before the adversary uh, entices you to do something drastic. Like individuals we, we just heard about in the news, very wealthy commit suicide. Two of them, a couple of days apart. You know, love of money is a trick. It's a trap of the adversary. It's a trick to get you and I to do something very foolish, very, very silly. Because no matter what we have, no matter what God gives us, no matter what God blesses us with, we're just, just not satisfied. May there not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So riches are meaningless. You know, you think about a, a hundred years from now. What difference will all our little riches, people, there are people with billions of dollars, 100 years from now, what difference will it make in your life? You know, we'll be. We'll be. We'll be going on. See. And we'll be. will be have moved into eternity. So what God wants you and I to do, children of God, let us focus in on that which is eternal Not that which is temporal. Riches are temporal. This life, that's about the only benefit that you and I are going to find in earthly riches. There's another life. There's an eternal life that will last forever. My prayer is that each of us will be prepared for that life. Solomon said in verse 19, when God gives someone wealth. Now, now, the first thing to understand about wealth, the Lord is dealing with me in my spirit about this to share with his people. Is that regardless of. How individuals go about getting money. If they received it, ultimately it's from God. Now, they may have done some kind of ritual or done some kind of wealth belongs to God. You need to understand, even if they've done some kind of money ritual or some type of but money, wealth belongs to God. At the end of the day, God is the one who has either allowed an individual to have wealth. Or has not allowed an individual to have wealth. When God, look at verse 19. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions. At the end of the day, God is the one who decides whether individuals will have wealth and possessions or not. Even if they have done something wrong to try and acquire them or to try and get them, God is the one that decides. When God gives someone wealth and possessions, watch this, and the ability to enjoy them. Now, that now, now God is saying, Robert, deal with this with my people. Wealth and possessions is one thing. The ability to enjoy them is another thing. That's why the script says when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them. Why? Because some individuals have wealth and possessions, but they don't have the ability to enjoy them. My prayer for each one of you, my prayer for each one of us is not only that we will have wealth and possessions, but that God will give us the ability to. To enjoy them. As I shared with you, individuals that just committed suicide, very wealthy, plenty of possessions, plenty of wealth, but they didn't have the ability, which comes from God, to enjoy them. God may give an individual wealth, God may give an individual possessions, but God may not give an individual the ability to enjoy them. Father, we pray right now. In the name of Jesus, not just for wealth and possessions. Some of you under the sound of my voice, all you praying about is that God will give you wealth, that God will give you possessions. But without the ability to enjoy them, you still end up miserable. I'm praying not only that you will have wealth and possessions, but that you will have the ability to enjoy them. To accept their lot in life. Some of us don't have the ability to accept our lot in life. Certain things happen. Maybe a, a family member, our mother dies at an early age or our, our father passes away or or and we, we have difficulty accepting our lot. My prayer. Is that we will accept our lot, accept the things That have been destined to happen to us. You say, Apostle, how do we know what has been destined to happen to us? All you got to do is look and see what has happened. What is happening? Because what has happened to us, what is happening to us is exactly what was destined to happen to us. Exactly what God knew before he ever created us would happen to us. So if things happen to us, they may not be pleasant. We may not like them. We may not appreciate them. But God wants you and I to learn how to accept our lot in life. Be happy in their toil. The work that God has given you, this is, this is something else that uh, God wants us to be able to do. Learn how to be happy. You know, I know that part of the toil that God has given me or the work that God has given me is preaching his word to his this generation. I'm happy in in that in that. And God wants you and I to be happy in the work. That he has given us. Look at what the Bible says. This is a gift from God. So we have a number of things here that constitute this gift. This is not like just one gift. This is like a gift with five parts. When God gives somebody wealth, possessions, the ability to enjoy them, to accept your lot in life, to be happy in your toil. These five things are a gift from God. See? Your job is a gift from God. You say, Apostle, I can't stand my job. Listen, some people don't have a job. Some people, I was talking with one saying yesterday, some people here in Nigeria have jobs but haven't been paid for years. And you have a job. So the gift, understand gifts from God. Some things might not seem like gifts to us, but we need to understand that there are gifts that we have from God. Having another day in the land of the living, it is a gift from God. Being able to enjoy your wealth and possessions, it's a gift from God. Being able to accept your lot in life, it is a gift from God. So there are gifts that are all around us. God wants us to appreciate the gifts that he has shared with us. Now, as God says, look, in verse 19, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them. See, there's two different things. Having wealth, having possessions and having the ability to enjoy them are two different things. But when we have both, when we both have wealth, we both have possessions. We both have the ability to enjoy them, to accept our lot in life and to be happy in our toil. This is a gift of God. Look at what happens in verse 20. And we're going to close with verse 20. They seldom reflect on the days of their life. See? Sometimes I know that with this latest health challenge that I have experienced, uh, I do sometimes too much reflection. On my life and think back to things that uh, have gone one way that I wished had gone another way or things that I had done one way that I wished I had done another way. But when God blesses us with the five gifts that I just shared with you, The Bible says they seldom reflect on the days of their life. I know that before I went through this health challenge, I seldom reflected on the days of my life. You know, it was like God had blessed and life was so sweet. And I'd hardly even thought about things and reflected on life. But since this, this health situation that I'm going through, I've done a lot more reflecting. Well, I know why. Because I was having a challenge accepting my lot in life, accepting the reality that this health challenge was something I was destined to go through. What is God letting us know? That when we have all these gifts, these five gifts we just talked about, once again, what are they? God-given moral when God-gives someone wealth and possessions. When God gives someone the ability to enjoy them. When God gives someone the ability to accept their lot in life. When God gives someone the ability to be happy in their toil. All of these are gifts from God that will cause us to seldom reflect on the days of our life. Why? Because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart, my prayer for you today, children of God, is that God will keep you occupied with gladness of heart. You know, as we accept our lot in life, as we uh, God gives us wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, you know, as God. Does all these things for us. You know, one of the greatest gifts is seldom reflecting on the days of our life because God is keeping us occupied with gladness of heart. There are two ways that our heart can be our heart can be glad and our heart can be miserable. My prayer for each one of us under the sound of my voice is that God will keep us occupied with gladness of heart that God will keep it. Again, it's not what we have or what we are going through that determines whether we have gladness of heart, but uh, whether we accept what God has done and what God has allowed us to experience. Once we accept what God is allowing us to pass through and allowing us to experience, God is able to occupy us with gladness of heart. My prayer for you, once again, children of God, is that we will be uh, occupied because, uh, you know, God is dealing with the I minute mean, God says, Robert, you can either be occupied with worry, occupied with bitterness, occupied with strife, or you can be occupied with gladness of heart. And my prayer is that you will choose to children of God to be occupied with gladness of heart. Accept except your lot in life. You know, each one of us are experiencing some lots or some situations in life that we really don't like. But God says, learn to accept your lot in life. That God says that I may occupy you with gladness of heart. May God bless you, children of God. May heaven continue to smile on you. We pray that you are blessed at the preaching and the teaching of God's word today that someone has been edified, encouraged, and uplifted. If you want to be a blessing to the ministry, feel free to go to our church website Uh and they will give you instructions there as to what you need to do. Uh, if you have comments or questions, feel free to send them to our email address. May you have a blessed and prosperous day. Uh, God bless each of you and heaven smile upon you. This is Apostle Robert Bryant. Of the Christian Center Church
0: Worldwide signing out.